That was pitiful, but welcome, everybody, to Staring at Goats, the show that brings to you quarantine news from life in isolation. The world is going sideways. We're tipping. The, the Titanic is, uh, is doing one of these where it's mostly vertical, and we're just waiting for it to crack in half. And then me and Jacob and Lando will be trying to crowd onto the top of uh, some sort of dresser. And uh, Jacob and I will just knock Lando off of it and pretend that he couldn't fit. Uh, but welcome <laughs> to the show, you guys. Hell no, I'm the only one here with fighting experience. <laughs> you really are. What you're the you only one. Getting kicked off the island. <laughs> you're out oh, no, wait, the you're the again. only one with fighting? I don't think you're the only one with fighting experience. I owned a bar, dude. Okay. Tell you what, how about we just agree that Steven's out? <laughs> Steven's out. You and I true. might be going to the death later, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Steven's out of here early. I, I am. You couldn't, you can't, uh, I, no, I've never punched anybody in my life. I think I might have hit Landon in the shoulder once, uh, but that's that's about the extent of my fighting ability. But the good news is that we're not fighting yet because we're able to uh, to stay alive so far. Uh, everybody's still here, um, the, the three of us anyway. Uh, so we're we're just keeping track of things. Jacob, where does the world stand today in the face of COVID-19? In the face of COVID-19, well, I took the um, the latest reports from um, today's uh, situation report from the WHO. Um, so every morning they issue a new situation report. Today was situation report number 71. And um, they estimate the number of cases in the world to be 827,000. And there's a reminder, last week it was at 375, so we've more than doubled the number of, of confirmed cases. Uh, the number of deaths, we are now up to almost 41,000 deaths. And last week, as a reminder, we were at 16,300 16, deaths. So we've Ooh. over tripled that number, I'm or almost tripled that number. I'm interested in those numbers, because uh, how much of that is related to better testing uh, and better identification of COVID-related death. Uh, At well, least so as far as the great, U.S. goes, all of it. Yeah. Well, a great question. Uh, real quickly, for the U.S. numbers, there's 186,000 cases up from 44,000 last week and 3,600 deaths up from 500 last week. Uh, and those numbers are as of 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, so yesterday at 4 p.m., they aren't actually up to date today. I believe it's actually a little bit more if you look at today's stats. But um, the testing has gotten dramatically better. Um, if you look at the number of, of uh, blood tests that are actually coming out for this, tremendously better. Uh, the company I actually work for just released a 15-minute test. should be out on the market on Monday. Um, we're actually partnering with another company to be able to provide that to everybody using our, our, our uh, manufacturing streams. But the the number of tests have gone through the roof. However, what's combating that a little bit are some people in some counties and and even states are actually not asking pay, uh, people to report or test for the coronavirus. For example, here in the county that we live in, Wake County, they basically said, hey, look, guys, if you think you have coronavirus, you probably do. Stay at home and self-quarantine. Don't worry about coming to the hospital and getting tested. If your symptoms get bad enough, please contact your medical provider. Go see them. Take care of it. But if it's just symptoms of a, of a flu-like symptoms of and, and minor, 
don't worry about it. So there's, there's this weird little, I mean, it's a dance that they're dancing right now. And I'm not quite sure that we'll ever get to the true root of how many cases are out there. Um, but the testing has gotten significantly better. But at this point, it's just, if you feel like you have it, you probably do. Don't move. Chances are. Yeah. Don't yeah. and stay in quarantine for 14 days, guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The big takeaway right now, every single person in the U.S. really needs to be staying put for as long as they can, at yeah. least through the next month right now. But, man, this is going to be going on a long time. It's really that simple. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm, I I don't want to jump the gun. Jacob, you do the United States numbers, and then I'll then I'll throw in my my. my oh, I already comment. did. I, oh. I did. six. Oh. That's right. Thousand forty four thousand from last week so yeah. yeah we we nearly uh, tripled that one we over tripled that one this week so oh geez yeah and that's and probably that's honestly probably a lot of... it's just going to get it's going to get worse from here those numbers are going to keep ramping up so I mean, so much i i agree with you to a certain extent landed but at some point we, there's part of me that honestly, says we're doing a pretty good job of social distancing there are some jackasses that aren't but i feel like for the most part We've done a pretty good job. I mean, I've, I'll actually read a quick statement from Politico article about the San Francisco Bay. Um, Kaiser Permanente hospitals in Northern California are, quote, seeing a level of COVID-19 cases, um, seeing a leveling off, sorry, of COVID-19 cases. Um, yep. And that's coming from the infectious disease doctor and executive director. The hospitals have seemed to be dropping uh, in the total number of calls related to coughs and colds. Um, since this uh, region had began social distancing, so so some some say that it's it's actually flattening the curve like we had hoped, and if so, great. So the social distancing is totally working, and I will say from the standpoint of being out in the Northwest, where you know, quote unquote, ground zero really started out here. You know, this mm -hmm. was the, the 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 first big outbreak, at least that was tracked by the media and by the CDC and blah blah blah. Yeah. But looking at the numbers over the past week since since our last podcast last week and especially from what chris has told me uh, looking at numbers of her hospital cases there has been definitely some amount of leveling off yeah. so yes the 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 social distancing the self-isolation all of that is absolutely working and i mean honestly we everybody knew that would because that was the exact same thing that everybody did, excuse me, everybody did in 1918. So yeah, we right. know that it works. And now we are seeing it work here too. Mm -hmm. And the really interesting thing is that as, as Seattle, especially since it was ground zero, and thankfully since our state had the prudence to not listen to the CDC and, and the Trump administration, we started locking things down a lot sooner out here. And Chris was telling me that looking at the numbers now, there's going to be a leveling off here much sooner than the rest of the country. And hell, even places like Florida is still not locked down, which is just wild to me. So what really sucks is because certain places have not locked down in a timely manner or at all yet, you're going to see this huge curve all over the country. You know, here and along the West Coast, a lot of cases are going to be spiking in the next month. Yeah. And for the rest of the country, that was going to be going into August, September, likely. So what really sucks is when that starts settling down out here, it's just going to flare right back up the minute a single person travels here. Yeah. 
it's it is so yes first off isolation and self blah 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 what's self-isolation and what's what's uh social distancing there we go those are the magic words right now they work so keep mm -hmm. it up everyone yeah i was yeah. actually going to bring up the florida thing because my sister uh, my family my entire family was in florida but my sister was just talking about tomorrow is the lockdown Man. for the state and i'm like yeah. wait you guys haven't been staying at home yet because you guys were oh, spring break yeah. central like you had miami is just an They're explosion so and you're just now locking down like what is wrong with you and part of it yeah. i think is money motivated because florida doesn't have income tax oh, of course florida's yeah. okay the I, entire yeah, like, state is yeah. a tourist trap Right, it's, so, they, Steven, they make money off of that. So without tourists, the Florida doesn't get any money, and the Florida's been in the Florida. I like that I'm calling it that. The Florida, yeah. Florida. <laughs> the Florida has been in that position before. When I lived there, there was a major uh, debt, you know, the, like they were in the red uh, for uh, for needing money. You know, there's budget crisis everywhere. Yeah. I, I worked for the government of Florida. It was like every week you were wondering who's going to get cut, what contracts are going to go away. Um, they don't want to be there again, and he doesn't want to be the governor to take it there. But I'd much rather be the governor that dipped the state into the into the red than be the governor that killed most of my elderly people in my state. Yeah, that's a good point. That is exactly why I am so glad to be living in Seattle. Well, in Washington right now. I mean, the Seattle area just as a whole, I feel like, is really leading the country in pretty much everything, which is really cool. Yeah. Finally, Seattle is on the map for a good reason other than just well, not to say that flannel and punk rock and Amazon <laughs> aren't good reasons, you know, yeah. the, the quintessential Seattle things. <laughs> but yeah. hey, something that matters at this point, you know, it's it's really cool to see it's all paying off. Hey, Stephen, yeah. can you um can you bring up uh, what you shared with us in one of the Discord chats earlier? I believe there was a video about somebody tracking spring breakers, and they used their cell phone uh, GPS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To track where spring breakers went at a sp one specific day, um, then where they yeah. traveled to over that the next cool. week, and it was just explosion all over the eastern seaboard. Um, yeah, I, I think, wish you could find that again. I think I can. I think I can play it while you guys, um, if you want to chat about anything more of it. One one point so I was going to make what, before I bring it up. Sorry, I, I, I actually found it. But one thing I was going to bring up is thinking about Florida and how they were like ground zero for the southern part of the United States because of spring break in Miami and all that. Just it's a dense population. Freaking West Virginia had like three cases and Jim Justice was like lockdown. Shabam. Nobody yeah. moves. And I'm like, yeah. you're going to let West Virginia lead the fight against COVID in terms of lockdowns? Like Florida is more Florida than Florida's ever been. If you know, And I love... <laughs> I, I, I'm fine. I love West Virginia, but they don't have the best record for doing anything progressively. And freaking Jim Justice no. is like, bam. I, there's like three people here. Get this done. Because, I mean, his entire population is old and has black lung. They don't want that either. You know, that's bad news. Yeah. But, I'm yeah, and I'm not saying Jim Justice is it my hero. It will do that state if it gets there in a right. In a oh, it'll way. just tear it to pieces. Yeah, I'll play this I while mean, you what? guys are chit-chatting. But real quickly, I mean, what, it's got to be a tough decision for governors and for other people to or for these these politicians to make the decision to shut down the state, because oh, what absolutely. you're effectively saying is saying, stop the economy here, guys. No yep. more shopping We're closed for business, We're closing this down. Unemployment's going to go through the roof. Money generating is going to go to rock bottom. We're just going to have to wait this out and pray that we can pick up the pieces after it's done. That's the decision they're making. And I agree. It's the right decision. But, oh, my God, that's a hard decision to make if you're the elected leader of your state. 
Oh, so yeah. So real no quick, kidding. separate from the negative side effects of all this, I think it's going to be really cool after this whole thing is said and done, looking back and seeing all the data that has been generated at looking how a disease spreads. You know, honestly, if we could look back on whatever happened in 1918, you know, I'm sure we would learn a lot from it. But now this is playing out literally in real life, right yeah. in front of our eyes, in the middle of a society that's very much data driven. So honestly, you know, the, the, the silver lining, if we will, is that at least on that standpoint, man, we're going to learn a whole lot about how the world works just from looking at how much we are studying people in general right now. Yeah, I that's mean right. the world the world doesn't take a crap without big data uh making sure that that's the appropriate time to be taking a oh, crap. Absolutely. And uh yeah. I mean that's just how that's how it works. We we're just you're right, we're completely data driven. I'm showing on the on the screen on the stream right now that heat map. You know, you don't have a lot of context just watching it. But basically, uh if you're interested in it, we'll put it in the show notes, but it was cell phone data um that was trying to that that was yeah. being collected and then showing how people dispersed once they were in uh once they went from the beach to wherever they were going i mean they went all the way up the eastern seaboard some of it out Real quick, to play it again out west. if you wouldn't mind again yep yeah, well sure. you you played it and then you announced it sorry so when i clicked over well, he it was, was he was already playing it i think everybody saw it already once. ah everybody well, saw it everyone is watching the stream yeah <laughs> <laughs> everybody but you saw it. <laughs> but it's insane how uh how how much the, these people travel and this is just cell phone data there's mm -hmm. another actual website and i need to find it and i'll link it i'll send it to steven so you can link it in in the show notes but they actually use cell phone data to to grade your county and tell you how you're yeah. doing social distancing wise and whether or not your county is a good county that's actually <laughs> their cell phone data is is staying people are staying put or if your county is one of those counties where people are like, man, f that order. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to stay at home. Government ain't gonna rule my life. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna wear my nine millimeter on my hip and go out and uh, and live my life as normal. That's will, the sensible way to do it nowadays. I will shoot my virus away from me. That's pow, right, pow. baby. Take that virus. I ain't scared. Of <laughs> Anybody gets close to me, Mister Nine Millimeter will say something. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing. But no, that I, I mean, yeah. One thing that I have ahead, noticed is that. Uh, is that the grocery stores seem to be working better uh, than they had. I had to run out today because my neighbors needed some stuff. Uh, so I went and uh, grabbed a few things for me, grabbed some stuff for them. I was very happy to see most of the stuff was available. Paper products, still complete garbage shoot. Like, you can't, there's no paper anywhere. Toilet paper, good luck. But uh, I, I was able to get all the veggies I wanted. Red meat, still tough, you know. Hey, that's good. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, bacon was there. That was good news. Everybody's got to have that. I mean, and it might right. have, we might have better luck at like one of the warehouse stores that gets a truck like every day. Uh, but like our local grocery, they get a truck two times a week and you got to fill that with everything plus toilet paper. So restocking yeah. is hard. Even if people do slow down a degree, that's still difficult. But Jacob, I understand you had uh, quite oh. the adventure at the grocery store. Oh my so goodness. Tell See, us, I don't what is the grocery store like in your new post plague society there in North Carolina? <laughs> I'm very interested to hear. Things so, have settled uh, down out here, so tell us. I I don't really want to get into it because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get heated. I had to call Steven right after this happened because I almost got a fight in the <laughs> That's grocery That's the best time to get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> almost got a fight in the grocery store. And the reason why is I went first thing on Saturday morning, it was about eight or eight fifteen. 
Um, the butcher usually gets there at 8 a.m., so he starts stops uh, starts re, uh, restocking all the shelves at that time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go a little after 8. I'm going to go meet the butcher, see if he's got anything. And he had everything sense from so red far. meat to chicken to, to you name it, he had it. So I stocked up. I was able to stock up the, uh, the in-laws. I was able to make sure that we were stocked up here. I was good to go. Nice. Um, so I was walking through because – my father-in-law needs distilled water for his CPAP machine. And so I walked through the water and the Coke aisle and I grabbed two jugs of distilled water and put them in my cart. And by the way, they were the last two jugs of distilled water, which I was like, you know, come on guys, uh, you can, you can come get it every week, but that's okay. Whatever. Um, but I kept walking down the aisle and there was this gentleman who had two carts and he was up on his tippy toes, reaching and grabbing two liter bottles of Pepsi and Diet Pepsi and putting them into carts, separate carts, and just loading nice. them all the way up to the top. He probably had, at minimum, 30 bottles each cart, maybe more than that. Um, and so I kept on walking, and I'm just looking at this guy thinking, man, this is the problem. What an asshole. This is the yeah. reason yeah. why we have a problem, because we have yep. douchebags that just will come in and buy out the entire stock that this store has, and With nobody else has zero regard to buy for it. anything else around them. So yep. I'm just shaking my head, walking by. I was fuming out the ears, but I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And then he looks at me and says, you're tall. Go grab those last Cokes for me. And look at him. Say, Excuse oh, me? hell no. <laughs> and he says, you're tall. Go get those last four for me. I said, are you buying them for a church group? Or are you giving them away or donating them? He was like, don't ask questions. Just get me my last Cokes. And I uh, went, oh, hell man, no. Yeah. <laughs> I proceeded to let him know exactly what I thought of him and exactly how he was the problem. And he told me to leave him alone. He'll do what he would do. And I said, okay, that's fine, but you're the problem. Understand that you're the reason why we're having an issue keeping in oh, stock. I'm getting toilet enraged paper. just hearing yeah, this. I was, I like, was look, so look angry, at my guys. face. I can see my skin <laughs> flushing yeah. from the love cam here. I called, <laughs> I got out of the store. I called Steven and I vented and I said, Steven, I'm sorry to unload on you like this. I and bet. he was like, Jacob, thanks for unloading on me. This is going to be <laughs> awful all day. Now I'm going to carry your load with me all freaking day. <laughs> and to explain to Jacob that when you're empathetic as I am, to the degree I am, I absorb your feelings. So even now, I'm angry again. I'm, I'm raging out. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm heating up. My neck is starting to heat. I can feel the heat it coming just, from my this, head. Yeah. These are the type of people that literally ruin society. Yeah. And the sad thing is there are more of them now than there have ever been, at least as long as any of us have been alive. I mean, it's just the economy has not got well, the economy has been great, but the what do you call it, social structure of the US has not been in well, it's been in decline for the entire time we've been alive. Sadly, that's more common than not now, I feel like, which really worries me in this new post-plague world we live in. You think I it's... Feel, you... I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think it... Not everybody is like that. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I feel like it's more common now than perhaps it would have been 20 or 30 years ago. You think people are just feeling isolated more now as a, as a general rule um, yeah. than we ever... Like, I mean, nobody's walking across the street to their neighbor to grab a cup of sugar. People live in you fear know. now. Is, is, no one is, knows their neighbor. Do you think, and here's another, here's a follow-up to that. Do you think some of this is related to stranger danger panic when we were kids? Uh, 
Because oh. I've mm-hmm. I've been curious about that for a long time. Is that we were taught like strangers are dangerous. Don't talk to strangers. Every people are whatever, and it makes you automatically worry that the other person maybe not that they're going to hurt you in any way, but just that they're not going to be someone that you want to talk to just randomly yeah. for any reason, uh, unless they're inviting it, like a, a grocery store clerk or a butcher or something. But just someone out in the wild, <laughs> out in yeah. the wild of your neighborhood, well, like I don't know who they are. They don't care about me either. Let's just walk past yeah. each other. Well, what's interesting about Stranger Danger when we were growing up was we were never taught the context of Stranger Danger. Right, we yeah. were just told Stranger Danger. What they were really talking about is if you see a Chester van out there with no windows <laughs> and they come up to you that's and offer the you problem. candy, yeah. then yep. that's a problem. And that's what they were trying to get across to us. But I don't think that they communicated that as effectively as maybe the idea of putting a little bit of critical thinking into who is that person you're talking to and what is their objective in talking to you. I mean, just on a simple level, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know. Just if that random person driving up in a van, you've never seen them before, they look kind of weird. Yeah, don't talk to them. But if it's your neighbor across the street, you see him every day, even if he's weird, (laughs) he's your neighbor, he's probably okay. But unless he's the weird kind of weird. But you see that you need to (laughs) to explain to kids, like, what what does weird weird mean? Well, so then, you know, obviously that takes effort. Most people don't want to put in effort into teaching and raising anything, how to do anything. Pets, much less children. Yeah. So, yeah, things like stranger danger. The way we explain it to Sam is we refer to it not as strangers, but as tricky people. Uh, So we'll call it like a a tricky person. Like a tricky person might come up and say, hey, little boy, my dog is missing. Will you help me find him? So we teach him stuff like no adult is ever going to come to you for help when you're at the park or something. Like they're going to go to another adult. If you do (laughs) get in a, a mess, look for a mom with kids. It's probably a safer person to talk to than... Like, just the random person sitting on a bench, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. so there's like little things you can teach him that's a little bit safer and, and more clear. For other people like you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like other you're, kids. You're. You're contextualizing it for him. Right. I yeah, mean, that's what context. you're trying to do is saying, look, nobody's coming to you, by the way. Right. Nobody. Yeah. So. You're four yeah, years well, old. You don't. You don't have that you, responsibility. You don't need that responsibility. Right. Yeah. So that, that's when you just need to be like, listen, you're four years old. You are on your own, kid. So I'm going <laughs> to teach you the rules. Somebody comes up to you, you just walk up and tag them right in the balls, and you start running. You start running like your life depends on it, and you don't I, look I back. Was running. I have taught him the ball. The ball defense. I mean, I, I taught yeah, him yeah, that earlier. Good. Like, Sam, well, every but, kid, every kid knows yeah. that. Uh, it's like if a if a so, grown up man comes to you and, and is being tricky you can hit him in the boy parts and and take off you know like it's <laughs> as hard not, as you right. can yeah exactly that'll put him either, on the ground that or the palm of your hand right into the to the to the base of the nose <laughs> if your four-year-old can, can throw a punch like that i'll really be scared i'll be honest like yeah. i'm backing down anyway it's the scene <laughs> it's the scene at the beginning of con air with nicholas cage except it's the four-year-old <laughs> 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 four-year-old's coming back from a hard tour in vietnam oh, God. he's just well, not steven... taking any shit oh, right <laughs> steven i got a question for you man mm-hmm. what's on your mind how you doing over there how you holding up oh we're doing we're doing fine i've had some like this week has been weird uh not like there hasn't been any work stuff like close to me that's been a thing but i understand there's there's like a, a quietly trying to slow down hiring and stuff, which is a little bit, 
you know, you you kind of feel untouchable till it touches you, you know, and you're like, yeah, that's oh, right. wait, this is this is like real. We're actually like uh, girding our loins, you know, not like anything negative is actually happening, but there's a there's a, lo- a loin girding uh, that you're having down as an economy. And that's fine. Like, those are good moves. I, I mean, things like that, I, I imagine a lot of companies have probably told everybody, like, stop. Don't hire anybody yeah, right I mean, now. Let's hold out for 90 days and see what happens. As far as we know, all the headcount still is there. Everybody's still around. Uh, but, like, yep. people, there's um, an individual in the Legion who found themselves out of work. And, like, that's, like, that's, oh, like, right that's next hot. to us. Freaking Legion of yep. Dorks. And as I was trying to help find a potential place to put him, they they uh, hiring froze where I was going to try to get some help. Yep. And I'm like, son of a gun. Uh, That's right. So like um, things are getting real now. Yeah. So that kind of stuff has has made this feel more real in my sector of the world. When you work in technology in the places I do, you don't you never really have to worry. I've never been in that space. I should say that. Like I've worked for government. You know, I worked for the health yeah. system uh, and stuff that was generally what you would call safe. Uh, and, but you know, this kind of thing, you're like, oh man, things can really happen around here. There's a real like movement. So, uh, so you try to, you try to watch out, but no, I, other than that, man, everything's been going good. Things have been moving fine. My family's fine. My neighborhood is, is great. Uh, everybody I've seen out walking in the sunshine has been pretty awesome. Like a lot of those positives. Out a lot more, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, and I don't want to hog the mic for too long, but like we've been complaining, or society as a whole has been complaining about kids staying inside playing video games too much and not going outside and getting fresh air anymore. Everybody's staying inside. Boy, playing were they Fortnite. wrong? No, they're full of crap. What happened was you're not seeing them in your neighborhood, but they're just not at the soccer. Like they're they're at the soccer field, they're at the baseball field, they're at the they're doing all these activities not in the neighborhood and now all of a sudden they're all here they're all like in their yard kicking soccer i'm like i'm watching around i'm like where are these kids coming from my neighbors i have a basketball goal we never use my neighbors just a couple college kids they pulled it over to their garage driveway like came over to ask me they're like hey man uh basketball courts are all shut down Uh, do you mind if we borrow your basketball goal and i'm like Yes, and they've been outside playing on that thing. So I'm like, you guys have been playing basketball somewhere hey, that's else, awesome. and now you're playing basketball here. So I don't feel yeah. like – because I always thought they were just inside. I'm like, oh, my neighbors never come out. They just mow the lawn and stay in there. They don't. They are out. They're just out somewhere else. And now you're playing basketball too with them, of course, right? <laughs> so, okay. at, least, at least trying to get a game of horse going. Do you do you think – am I a basketball player? <laughs> no. You don't even know their names, do you? Uh, yes, I do. I do know their names. <laughs> I do know their names. But I have. There was a slight pause there. <laughs> Sam and I have been playing. You were tag. like, "Wait, oh, thank you very much." We've been chasing <laughs> each other playing tag, and I got what? your power bricks you left over here. The the weight yeah, lifting things. Yeah, your, your Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff. Yeah, so they're yeah. back there, and I I've, I'm ready. I'm ready to start actually oh, so losing this twenty pounds. Straight up gain demic over there on the uh, on the yeah, Adams farm. That's right. Yeah, I would like Absolutely. you guys if you guys could be my accountability buddy, either on the Discord or on the Twitter, twodorks.net/slash/discord. Dude, to make sure Stephen works out every day. That would be. Great. I'll I will join you in that. <clears throat> okay, I, I'm going to do the Ooh, exact no, same thing. Tell you what, we we both have Apple watches, so. Let's what's what you you can start. Did we just synchronize our there. watches? Are like Captain Planet? Yes. Suddenly, <laughs> just like that. Hey, there we are. There we are. So three's crowd. Yeah. All right. Good. Maybe we can yeah. open this up to everybody if we can figure that out. Uh, but yeah. I've got a little weight bench in the garage. I used it off and on for a few months when I first got it, and on another little kickback in the fall. But honestly, yeah, here we go. Let's do it. Let's yeah. yeah. 
All right. So, Landon, how about how about you, man? How's your how's your uh, how's your mind right now? How are you holding up? So it's off and on out here. So for the most part, over the past week, things have been okay out here. I guess. Um, like I said, cases are kind of starting to straighten out a little bit out here, or sorry, flat, flatten out here. So there does seem to be some light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, it's still going to be a while. It's still going to take time. And we all talking about a little while ago, you know, it's the rest of the country is going to be the bigger issue. But at the very least, it seems like things may not be absolutely horrible. Um, so I, I'm hopeful there. And I will say a lot of the state has been very good about self-isolating and staying indoors and just, well, maybe not staying indoors, but there's enough parks out here that people are staying out and about, I think, relatively safely. I mean, this is a big state. There's a lot of outdoors. People are going to be out. And as far as the population out here goes, we're nothing like San Francisco, nothing like Seattle or, or, or excuse me, uh, uh, Los Angeles. And I think for the most part, well, like I said, I'm just hopeful at this point. I think that things may be okay out here. And I think that in the end, everyone out here will probably walk away from this having learned a lesson. I think so. But I will say at the same time, I'm really worried about what's happening in the rest of the country now. I mean, this is, Christ, New York now, they're just getting totally crushed by this. And Florida is going to be anytime soon. And, you know, the, the rest of the country, it's just going to be spiking in waves all over the place. And I will say with each passing day, I have more concern about how long all this is going to last. That's really my big thing. Like, I, I have no problem with adapting to this new world of working remotely. And, well, I should say bringing everyone else up to speed with how I work remotely and, and have worked remotely for many years now. But a lot of people are still hesitant and concerned and it'll, it's just going to take time. But now it just feels like, holy shit, how much time is this going to take? I, I don't even know if by the end of the year we'll really be looking at life being normal like it was a few weeks ago, a, a month ago, definitely, you know, like it's just amazing how quickly things change. So, I mean, for the most part, I think everything out here is kind of okay. I mean, you never know. We could see some big explosion. Things change, but statistics look pretty good for the Washington area and Northwest just as a whole because people seem to have taken appropriate action. So that that leaves me feeling at the end of the day pretty okay about this area, but concerned, really, really concerned and scared for the rest of the country. That's I mean, right. especially like we mentioned West Virginia. Oh man, we they need to take real, real careful, or excuse me, they need to take a, a real, real close look at what that area is doing, how people are living their lives, and it's just we we can't afford to have something like that happen there. That whole area will just get wiped out. So, like I said, I'm hopeful about this area, concerned about the rest of the country. And in the downtime, I've had a lot of time to think about a lot of weird things. So, <laughs> hey, I mean, life continues in the new normal that we are now, you know. And so we can sit here and, and look at numbers and talk about caseloads and, and deaths and all that sort of thing. But, hey, here we are still. We're on the, the third podcast now. Things are, are trucking right along. Hopefully this 
new yeah, world we true. live in is as entertaining as it started <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, no joke. How about you, Jacob? Where are you at? Oh, good question, man. Um, we're having a baby next week. Yeah, yeah, you Your are. Head's in a lot of places, I bet, huh? <laughs> yeah, my 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 head's all over the place right now. I mean, you know, as this due date gets closer, um, I start thinking, having these thoughts of, oh shoot, if I get this, then that Here's means I won't be able to way. see my uh, my son being born, right? You're not going to get if this. I give it to, yeah, if I give it to Ashley, um, shoot, she's going to have to deliver with this, and they're going to put her in isolation, and it's going to be a weird delivery, and. You know, it's it will it complicate things, obviously, because she's going to be obviously uh, pregnant with this. It just it, it really makes me... Do any of your friends have a jacuzzi? <laughs> That's right. We, we just put in a brand new huge stuff. Backyard the, birth. It's a thing tide now. at Omaha Beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. All right, Creed. Um, right. Yeah. That's a horrifying thing. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's. It's it's interesting because I those are the kind of thoughts that I'm having right now. And so whenever I go out uh, to Harris Teeter or any of the other stores to pick up our, our supplies, um, I start questioning whether or not, hey, should I be wearing masks? I'm wearing gloves already. Yeah. Should I actually be putting on these masks? And if you look at what the CDC is is ultimately going to recommend, I think, in the next week or two, is that we all need to be, to be wearing masks as often as we can. Uh, if we have them, whether it's N95s well, that, or surgical no, masks well, or tell you any what, others. Let's so. come back to in a minute because I have a, a thought about masks that I want to bring up. But it, it, Sorry, continue. But no, I, I think those are the thoughts that go in my head whenever I'm, I'm just out and about. Um, so a lot of times, yeah. You know, it's it's affecting me in that kind of a way. I mean, yeah, I'm working from home. I'm starting to get used to it. There are some things that are happening here that that uh, we're we're finishing up, and and our lives are 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 not. Um, they're not even close to normal, but I'm I'm becoming comfortable with new normal. So, um, the things that I'm more worried about yeah. are really the life changes fact, that I'm about to becoming have. Becoming more comfortable with the new normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's that was powerful thought. That was yeah, one of the things that uh, Hammer Dwarf mentioned today. I brought up the fact that I went and got groceries this morning and left them in the garage so I could wipe them down later. And how I said that, and he heard it as that being a completely normal sentence that someone yeah. would say, means that we oh, have crossed yeah. that threshold into this that is a just year ago, how you do been it. Like, hell, a month ago, you had been like, what, are you OCD or something? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, but no, I left yeah. them in the garage for hours and then went out and took them in one by one with a Clorox wipe. And then wash my hands, yeah. you know. We we got food out today because I've been reading a lot of research on food delivery and takeout. And it's safer than most things that we're doing. It's probably safer than grocery shopping to go get your food. Uh, but at the same time, you still wipe down the containers. You still dump the food out of whatever you got it in. We ordered Olive Garden for Stephanie's birthday. The person that delivered it, because they do delivery now, because everyone does. Why? Olive Garden delivery. Yeah, hey. yeah. We get that like twice a year, and she wanted it for birthday. So we they, they put it on the porch, opened their external bag, the, like the cooler bag they had it in, stepped <coughs> back, and I opened the door, and she was down like past the steps, and she's like, your food's right there. The receipts are in it. It's all paid for. Just uh, pick up the bag, and I'll be on the way. And I was like, okay, I'd pick the bag out. You know, it's just an entirely different method of doing stuff. I think DoorDash and Grubhub and stuff will drop stuff on your porch and leave it. Like <laughs> ring your doorbell right. and walk away. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. And speaking we're, of, so fun. over this past week, or I, I maybe it happened last week, but I'm pretty sure it was over this past week. So Washington State now allows for takeout and delivery alcohol. 
Yes. It has to be a, a full container. Like they're not pouring and doing mixed drinks. Although Oregon, Portland, obviously, is considering doing mixed drinks as well. <laughs> now, first off, I think it's great that people are, this, our state and, and the, a lot of the states in the West seem to be really thinking about progressive things like making sure your restaurants stay in business. Yeah. But I think that's a great idea. And I'll, I'll be damned if that goes away after this plague ends. <laughs> I want that to be permanent. And I think you're going to be hard-pressed to take that away from the people now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you have it, you can't take it away. Be like, listen, exactly. every time you introduce a tax, it never goes away. Look at the toll booths yeah. on the Turnpike in West Virginia. That was supposed to be there for five years, and now it's $2 per trip through it. Screw you guys. I want my beer, <laughs> and I want it now, and I want it always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well good All right. yeah that that yeah. part of it's pretty cool i think awesome yeah. well let's get on to some news let's do some isolation yeah, let's report we'll start with uh with some good news here I'll, I'll go first and we'll just alternate around here washington state now allows bars and restaurants to serve beer wine and spirits to go for delivery you just brought this up landon i was i was trying to segue wait yeah i was trying to segue into that but it's you okay. Did, it's okay. You did a wonderful job. This is kind of interesting. While breweries, wineries, and some restaurants were already allowed to serve to go beer in sealed containers and bottles of wine before this announcement, they needed to have a specific endorsement on their license, which cost $240. This expands the rules a bit. Now, any restaurant with a liquor license can sell booze for curbside pickup or delivery without that endorsement, as long as spirits or wine sold are in factory sealed containers. So yep. that's your that's your trick there. So we're getting, I mean, we're opening up. Last week we were talking about a strip club that figured out how to deliver food and strippers at the same time. Exactly. Sin so now we're talking the, food, yeah. strippers, alcohol. Yeah, it's like all, Las Vegas well, in your house. There are cannabis delivery services all excuse me services already. So there we go. We have honestly, I've got everything I need to live <laughs> out this plague. When you said cannabis delivery, it made me think of half baked. You know, that was the whole premise. As of it should. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell you what, about that movie a speaking lot. of, yeah, they had a good 20-year jump on a beautiful business model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it was illegal at the time, but it was definitely bike-delivered weed. Trend-setting, yeah. What was yeah. it? It was Mr. Happy, right? Was that, was oh, that, the, uh... was that the, the, the main guy that sold it and then they undercut his business? I think so, Mr. Happy. Um, is was it, that? Uh, Mr. Nice Guy. Mr. Nice Guy. Mr. That's Ni- Dang, good Mr. job. Nice Mr. Nice Guy, Party Supplies. <laughs> Such a great movie. Look at you, quick on the Goog. <laughs> you know what? I, I have good Google Foo. Uh, Google Foo. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But as we like to do in Isolation Report, with every piece of good news, there's a pairing of bad news. But, you know, we try to keep it balanced. With so the you good guys... comes the bad. And that was a good news story, unless you're like a Puritan, in which case you might think it's just the world going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> so... Yeah, go ahead, Lando. So with every bit of good news does come a bit of bad news. So this one, this particular article is talking about how China opened and basically immediately reclosed all of their cinemas. Uh, I I first saw this article pop up the day after our last podcast, so last Thursday, six days now. So I think since then, this has kind of become one of the bigger topics, at least from a lot of people I've talked to and a lot of things i've seen just in general is china's numbers have to be very different than what's actually being reported because you don't just 
open all of your cinemas nationwide and then immediately close them for no reason. Yeah. So yeah. I think what China, well, not just China, I think what we're going to be seeing happening all over the world with this virus is when we think we have it under control, we're going to start reopening things, start getting back to normal life. And all of a sudden, we are going to be having to kind of slam everything closed again and go through the cycle, at least until a vaccine or something like that is developed. Yeah. But I mean, if we're looking at how this sort of cycle is already starting to happen in China, where everything first started a few months ago, we really need to be looking to them as, you know, the sort of the model of what is happening. How does this disease play out? How does society adapt to it? And right now they're not giving us any of the numbers or any of the information we need to make those decisions and to figure that information out. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting going forward. You think this is like China's Chernobyl incident? Like it, I think a lot about Russia and the attempts to cover up and downplay, you know, the, yeah. the explosion at the plant, despite it having huge uh, consequences for the surrounding area and, and neighboring countries. It was just like, no, 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 we're good. We're good. It's all fine. It's being taken care of. Don't worry about it. And like, I feel like China is in a very similar boat. They're, they're a country that truly believes in international reputation uh, matters an awful lot. Obviously, they want their factories open because that's their economy. Uh, and it's our economy, yeah. really. I mean, geez, we get everything we need from them. It's the and, world's economy. This, this so, is what happens when you have every country in the world buying goods from the cheapest yeah. producer. You know, it's really yeah. that simple. Yeah. Yeah. But if you listen to some of the journalists and some of the folks in Wuhan, they're saying that the numbers just don't add up. And yeah. this is mm -hmm. people that have just now started to, to actually venture out past the quarantine because they've let them out. Um, and they're saying that the numbers just don't add up. And then you have things like, you know, last week they announced that the uh, pro basketball in China was going to be back on again. And that this week they on come again, back and again. Oh, no, it's not on again anymore. We're, we're going to pull back. And same yeah. way with these cinemas. So I think there's a lot more in China going on that we don't necessarily know. But let's I, – I don't want to – I feel like we're focusing on China and not reporting, but the same thing is happening here. Yeah. There are a lot more cases that we just don't know about. There are a lot more people that had information about this before it got oh, back Jesus. Yeah. that never said anything. So let's, I don't think we should disparage what China did because we actually did the exact same thing here. Honestly, on it's top a thing that, about authoritarian governments. That's I, I think thing. that's the difference yeah. though, is that China has this authoritarian government. And of course, everybody's like, Oh, well, you know, that's, that's terrible. And completely agreed, but let's. The U S does too now to some extent. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not we're, reporting our numbers either. Yeah, yeah, and, and we're, we're there are counties that are actually telling us don't go get tested. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is who knows. That's honestly the scary part. There's no real answer yeah. to these questions. I mean, not it, that anyone is is willing and forthright to release to the public. I saw yeah, a tweet right. earlier today, and it was like this aged poorly. And it was a tweet from the WHO, the, the not the band, the World Health Organization, <laughs> that said there is currently there is no evidence at this point. To, to show that the that SARS CoV nineteen or what or CoV two or whatever they were calling it at the time can transition from animal to human, <laughs> it's like oh really? <laughs> you determined that, did you? Okay, Ooh, yeah. Well, they were wrong. It can All go back it takes and forth. Is apparently, it happening once. Yeah, it just it it jumped, um, and I don't know if we've covered this at all, but like looking back at the the research that they've done and followed up on, it looks like a bat bit a pangolin. The pangolin got eaten by a person. Yep. Bat a wet pangolin market. DNA. Yeah, it's really it, weird. 
It's wild. And the the thing, like, I was reading more about bats, and, like, they're apparently just these harv They just live with viruses in them. Like, they're just a disease-riddled thing. And yep. the virus doesn't kill the bat. It keeps its host alive. It doesn't affect the bat. It just lives in yep. there. Like, it's a freaking venom symbiote. It just stays in that bat. And uh, and it, once it gets out, though, it's like all going to town on everybody. And they said that this might not be the first time this particular virus has gotten out. It just was stronger this time than it was right. the last time. And I'm like, how yep. does this even work, you guys? But also, bats carry a higher body temperature, meaning that fevers are less effective against this particular virus. Fever is the number one way we defend ourselves from really nasty things. It's why a kid gets a fever every time they... Like, Sam has a fever sometimes sitting on the couch. Like, what are you What are you fighting off? I don't know. Something. And it works. It's a, it's a really fantastic mechanism, so long as it doesn't boil your brain. Um, I don't know where I was going with all yeah. that. It was just a complete so real word quick, vomit. I don't know where you're going with that. I just wanted to, to real quick fun fact. So bubonic plague, the same bubonic plague that you can Yersinia find now. Pestis. Yes, there we go. That's ex- I was about to start <laughs> telling the Latin pronunciation, and you you jumped the gun. I thank you for that. Freaking sorry, man. I stole your I stole <laughs> your thunder, man. I apologize. No, it's okay. You're not stealing this thunder. So. The same virus that you can find in marmots in the U.S. in in prairie dogs, um, the same virus that wiped out a lot of Europe in the, the what 14, 15th centuries, whenever the hell that was, actually can be traced back to somewhere in the mountains of China and Mongolia. And the same strain that we have dug up from bodies back then can be found in rats and those sorts of animals in that region. That we think that is the source that it originated from, but still same strain roaming around in the modern era. That's right. We can trace and it five hundred years back. It's really cool. So yeah, yeah. And every you're, year, you're spot on. This is probably not the first time this virus has hit something somewhere. Yeah, and every year there's uh, another another death or another report of Yersinia's pestis. I mean, it just mm-hmm. it just happens. Right? Difference there. being, so can you imagine a disease that would hit thirty percent of the population? kill 30 percent of the population oh, yeah. that yeah, we, we're not ready for that wild no mm-hmm. hell no we're not and i mean that, no, this has taught us though that we're vulnerable collapses. to it like we're vulnerable to that it kind of incident. and we've been talking Scary. about this for years stephanie and i like this the, there was that that pandemic uh documentary on netflix or that little series about like what would happen if the super flu hit and stuff that came out forever ago we knew yeah, doctors right. knew everybody knew we just Bill Gates knew five years ago Bill Gates he tried knew. to tell us <laughs> and they, it's always but it's you can't see it you can't touch it and that's some of this like I know the Chinese numbers were considering them to be off and everything but like seeing as we as well as we know according to the charts the flattening of the curve is like uh, South Korea we'll use them as an example South Korea did an amazing job handling the 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 yeah. incident because yeah, everybody yeah. could get tested like everybody they were just like test every freaking person they lived through sars they got ravaged by sars in the early 2000s we mostly didn't have an issue we you know, didn't we, see any major impact from it at right. all right they so been Steven, they never got here it's that simple here's my question for you do you believe that you know there we talk about everybody knew and how bill gates knew and other people knew and the uh, but I think the question I have is, do we hold the scientists and people that have been doing these kind of research, this kind of research, doctors and scientists and others, uh, in the same regard as we once held them? 
or do we just think, oh Absolutely. well, they're just you know they're no. talking out their ass. They really don't understand it's, what they're what they're really saying. It's not that we don't believe them. It's not that we don't trust the information that they're giving us. It's that so we don't we understand don't, them. We don't view it as actionable. We we view it as to take action against something that hasn't happened yet is not even really a necessary thing to do. It's why we don't have a pandemic response team. We didn't need one. They were sitting around doing nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to quote the dear leader, they weren't doing anything, so we went ahead and got rid of them. <laughs> but it's leader. just like it's like when you're watching. Uh, okay, so as a network professional, network engineer, if I'm sitting in a room doing nothing, everything's working fine. They fire me. Things happen. They need me back real bad uh, and real, real bad yesterday. Too. So it's like, no, we should be really happy that the pandemic team is, quote, unquote, doing nothing. Because by doing nothing, they're doing something. We want them to do <laughs> nothing. Yes, we don't want to be fighting a pandemic at all times. Right. Yeah. It's not like the Department of Defense. Their job isn't to be fighting a war at all times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or is it? Well, I mean, wait. Or on. is it? Yeah, exactly. World War II oh, proved oh, that that oh, was oh, really oh, lucrative yeah. for a lot of people. Uh, but, yeah, it's... um. You know, not to go into that territory, but yeah, I mean, different I think, podcast, folks. Yeah, I think I think belief plays into a lot of this. There's there's truth, facts, belief, and and sometimes people choose one over the other. Um, yeah. I believe this isn't going to happen. The facts say it differently, but I believe we're going to be fine. And I think that's just that's the American way, man. Beliefs are stronger yeah. than truth. In fact, they have an emotional component that society likes. Um, and I think the the best. Uh, like the best media people play into that belief um, right. of I believe in free healthcare I, or I believe in the second amendment. Um, the, you know, who cares that's about great. the stats, <laughs> but that's, that's the truth. That's the way we, we operate as a society. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, I, I, I'm inviting, I, I guess I have a Go slightly ahead. different perspective. And, and the reason why is because I feel like we talk about, you know, what, what we believe, but, most of the people, what they believe, aren't necessarily backed up in truth and backed up in fact. Right, and yeah. We make our own facts and we make our own data to support what we believe. It's not about raw true truth or raw fact. It's about what can we find that proves our belief, not what is really out there and what is the ground truth. Yeah. And so I, I feel that like we've transitioned to a new... Uh, kind of uh, alternative facts, and I mean, I hate to say the the, the yeah, a dirty yeah. word. It's it's but it's just but it's it's whatever fact fits our our current belief, right? Mm -hmm. um, whatever as opposed fits to world seeking ground truth. Yes, yeah, it's, it's what fits your worldview. That's a, that's a really good way of putting it, Lando. It's you. Which it's it's something we've said for years. <laughs> yeah, we've said for years. You watch the news you agree with, and and that by its definition, That's it's right. not news because news is is not doesn't have an opinion. As it's I learned, in news entertainment. Class. Yeah, it's you're watching. Um, you're just watching people talk about things, and you want to get angry with them. You want to be happy with them. You want to feel yeah. connected to them. You don't necessarily. Walter Cronkite's era of news is gone. Like that was news. Yeah. Hey guys, we landed on the moon. That would be like Republican man <laughs> lands on moon. Shouts guns forever on the moon today. Or Republican man established or Democratic man lands on moon, establishes free health care. Uh, that's what you would get. <laughs> and it's it's not free health care to the loon uh, what to the moon men. Yeah. I can't have that. 
it's insane and we i want i want this world to find its way back to uncle walt's news report i don't care how freaking boring it is like the closest we've got is like lester holt on nbc nightly news who's just like i am telling you the news now and you trust me or yeah but his cadence is what what gives you that i don't think it's necessarily his content you're probably true in in what content it's the person behind the microphone or behind the camera that's I, right. That's actually generating someone that's calm and trusting. I heard so Justin Robert Young. I'm a big fan of his. I know some of our our friends here on in the in the chat room are as well. But he once said that the people that are on the news show aren't necessarily major journalists. They're just people whose light happens to bounce off their head in the proper way to make them look good, so <laughs> yeah, they can say words. That's right. They're Ron Burgundy's. Mm-hmm. They're not actual. Like I'm going out there. I'm gonna figure out getting the dirt. You know. And figure out what what's happening. It's more like I look pretty, and you listen to me. I have a nice voice. <laughs> and let's be honest, it on it works. That's exactly why so many oh yeah, uh, uh, so many people on TV have to be beautiful. So many people on radio have to have a you know the perfect voice. So many you know whatever your your medium of choice is, you have to fit the ideal. And- model of of who should be running the show on that thing and they're freaking scapegoats too like i i i don't know what to think about the fox news lady who got fired for like downplaying the virus and then it's like open up for lawsuits someone handed her those words someone handed her those words had her read that teleprompter and then fired her because she read it and her face was on that news that day. That was because not because they have to do something about it. You can't be Megan Kelly and go You can't be Megan Kelly and go from Fox News to like a liberal news outlet without having just be the person who reads the words. Like you don't believe any of this BS if you're going to be able to jump from those two polar opposites and act like you care. You read the words and you take the brunt of everything that comes out of it. And you have to own it because that's your job because you've got a pretty face. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Speaking it's a it's a PR okay. position. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we just keep going. Speaking of staying classy, I need to Speaking. grab a drink. I'll be back in 30 seconds. You go grab I'm a drink, quick, and I'm going to bring the mood learn. up a little bit because I feel like we've do. been yes. pulling down a little bit too much. You're right. Bring a the lot of negative. The world so, is going to shit. <laughs> go get a drink. <laughs> go get a beer. <laughs> So I'm going to read a story about a cardiologist who was pulled over for speeding in Minnesota on a Minnesota interstate. So I'll give you her story. Yeah. So uh, Sarosha Ashraf, uh, Janjua. Uh, I think this that's is what name. you get for giving me bad, like scrambly names on horseshoes yep. and grenades every week. This is your fault. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so she posted this story on Facebook, and I really hate to report news on Facebook, but this was such a cool one that I feel like I had to bring it up. But she posted on, uh, posted on Facebook that a state trooper had pulled her over for speeding and uh, asked her for a license and registration, ran her plates, came back over and, and started talking to her. And she said that it was very irresponsible of me to, to um, be speeding, especially um, or though this is what the trooper said. It's irresponsible of her to be speeding, especially uh, because it takes up resources if he if she got into an accident. But also she wouldn't be in a position to help patients any longer. Um, so then apparently he was going to hand her her license and registration back, but instead he hands her a big, huge thing of, of, uh, of surgical masks and says, here, have a good day. This is just your warning. Accept these. Uh, and so she, uh, she's a doctor, cardiologist. Yeah. 
at um, at one of the hospitals in Minnesota. But uh, apparently, that's a really cool freaking story for a trooper that's to pull great. over a cardiologist to go to his back of his trunk and pick up all of his surgical masks and hand them to her and say, "Here, take this to your hospital." I thought that was pretty pretty freaking cool. That so there are some cool. really cool things happening in the world. Yeah, and you you hear you hear so many stories about cops doing bad things. It's really great to hear stories when cops do something cool like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think they get enough of the praise that they deserve here because imagine if you were a cop and you had to pull somebody over today. Oh gosh. And that person could have covid and you could be dead in a week. Yeah. And so uh, we 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 oftentimes think doctors and nurses on the front line, but you also have to think there there are firemen, there are, are um uh, EMTs, there are police officers. All of these people are also right on that front line because they line never know way out. Yeah. who they're coming in contact with at any given moment. They're just there to help. I heard somebody say today that grocery store workers are now considered first responders, uh, basically yeah. because they're they're on the front lines when nobody else is, like the cooks in the kitchens and stuff. They're still working. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, man, I'll tell you one thing, and I'll get. I don't to know my... about first responders, but I definitely agree they're on the front lines. Yeah, they're in the they're in the foxhole at this point. But uh, yeah. one thing that I've I've taken to heart a little bit, I don't really know how to execute it at the moment, but watching some of these um, musicians, like I was talking about last week, Dave Matthews did a, com- a concert in his attic, <laughs> like just him and a microphone. He didn't have an audience or anything. He's like, this is really weird not to have anybody here just singing by myself. <laughs> yeah. But he was talking about like he's going to his coffee shop and like buying a head. Like, give me, give me like three coffees and I'll just get one. And like trying to support uh, people. Like, comic book shops at this point are like taking if you want to open a pull list and pay for it and come get it whenever you can just to keep them rolling. Marvel Comics did not ship a single comic this week for the first time in a really long time. That's killing wow. these brick and mortar comic shops that already suffer. Um, so yeah. it's like finding ways to we're get gonna to- lose so many small businesses, so many. Like, well, that's we go. We're gonna talk about that more in the predictions section, by the way. Okay, yeah, but if you can yes, go help them out simply by buying gift cards at some of these places, I bought stuff from Highway. I bought food from Highway Fifty Five tonight just because I'm like, I don't want to cook, and that's local local ish. Uh, I know the lady who owns it, so I'm gonna go get some food from her today. And it was, you know, it's it's nice to be able to to support at least restaurants, but there's ways you can support other businesses at best you can if they have gift cards, buy them. Um, Man, one of the restaurants in Raleigh, Whiskey Kitchen, had to let go of 60 people when this happened. 60 people yep. at Hold Whiskey on. Kitchen. Whiskey Kitchen had that many people? Right. That's they what had I 85. They had <laughs> 85 wow. employees. They had to get rid of 60 of their 85 employees. Yeah, and they're still Jesus. doing takeout. That I, like, sucks. We, Lando, the, the person whose husband owns that place, works with us in a roundabout way. Uh, but, like, oh, that, cool. yeah, that's how I found out about it. <laughs> like, we had to let go of 60 uh, yeah. people. Could you please? That sucks patronize our place come get gift cards uh we'll do delivery to a certain point we grab yeah. up and stuff um but, but yeah. at the same time there's still a level of trust that you still have to have i don't care uh they're preparing your food and if you go to cookout and grab yourself a burger and call them ahead and go just pick it up through your drive through and you look in the window and somebody appears to be coughing all of a sudden what are you going to do with that food I'm, I mean, not going to eat it. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I probably would eat it. I'm, I would clean yeah. the container really well, that look and like then spit? I would eat it. Well, so I read, a, I read a thing, a doctor talking about the food born. Like, first of all, they're not really sure of any transmission via food at all has ever been observed. 
and they said it's a respiratory virus. When you eat this thing, they're like, the virus, if it's on the food at all, goes into your stomach, not into your lungs. There's like, a, yeah. they said the, the virus the, gets into you by breathing it in, not eating it in. They said the likelihood of you getting it by virus is just so, or by eating is so minimal. Like they're like, somebody could sneeze <laughs> on your salad and you likely would not ever get this bug. But yeah, I know, but Jacob, you've had experiences. You've got more. On a bird. <laughs> you've got I more mean, clout in this area, so. I don't know if I agree with any of those statements. I mean, you grab a hamburger <laughs> and somebody has sneezed on your hamburger. It gets all over your hands and then you put your hands to your mouth or to your nose or pick your nose or rub your eye or any of the above. That, that, that. Guys, so what you're saying that, is man. if somebody spits on your burger, you just need to eat it with gloves. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't I don't know much about anything. All I know is I was reading this giant article by like three doctors who were talking about sure. how it was it was less dangerous than you might consider. And then there was a YouTube interview with another guy who was like, it's not a dangerous thing to eat the food prepared by other people. The containers are the biggest issue if you're going to order food. Yeah, but what's happening with the containers? You're touching the containers, right? Sure. And if you're you're what they're arguing is that you, it's transmitted through your hands and you're touching your face or somehow you've transmitted it from your hands, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the argument there. And it still holds whether or not you're touching your food or the container. So, I'm not saying that eating it necessarily has the detrimental effect that I think people believe it may have. I'm saying just touching the food and then rubbing your face. Um that may yeah, have know. the similar impact. You got me. All I know, I know is they were acting like it was fine, and I took them up on it and ordered food from a store. <laughs> but the problem, the, the mean, safest yeah. thing to do would be to take your hamburger, chuck it in a blender, and just drink your meal. <laughs> put it in the microwave. You don't have to touch seconds. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it Boil in the microwave. It. Actually, seems seems pretty. Ba safe. Bake your your yeah. Bake well, your give me hamburger. give me fourteen to fifteen. You know, five to fourteen days, and I'll let you know how this went. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. The beauty of science, dude. This whole resetting every time you leave the house is making me bonkers. Like, oh, okay, I left the house today. Now my clock yeah. is reset to fourteen more days to see if I'm okay. Quit or not. leaving the house. <laughs> yeah, I can't help. You got to go get stuff sometimes, man. Like, oh yeah. just It's my neighbor's doing the best. Like, he's like, when you get my groceries, just leave them on the front porch, and then let me know how much it is, and I'll put an envelope on the front porch, and you can come back and get it. I was like. This is perfect. This is exactly People what I was hoping. People need to start learning to how to use PayPal or Venmo or Apple Pay or Android Pay or you know whatever it is. Like when that really is the biggest takeaway from all 70? this, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I agree. You, you need to learn, or you're up. going to die. Like <laughs> people need to get a grip on reality now. It's like I one of the organizations I work with. People are older and and less apt to learn and use new technologies, but. Christ on a cracker, people, you're going to have to, or it's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, it's really that simple. You, yeah. You've got one option adapt. Yeah, and no, I, I hate it. Like, don't get me wrong, I hate friend. it, but yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. PayPal should be all of our friends at this point. <laughs> I would like to go back to dead drops. I just want to go pick up a box of cookies in a stump somewhere <laughs> and leave cash box in it. Of, yeah. <laughs> just a cash in the woods. Uh, yeah, put I'll, your food I'll, I'll leave a box of Girl Scout cookies. You leave five dollars. It's in the hollowed out tree at the park. It's and next thing you know, you're gonna go to the train station and open up the right locker, and it's gonna have a huge briefcase of full of of uh, of, of hundred dollar bills uh, for Mrs. Samsonite. Right? That's right. <laughs> That's what I want.
So that's her name, Samsonite. Way off. Oh, way off. <laughs> Swanson. Swanson. Samsonite. Swanson. Swanson. Oh, so we got more. A little. We're gonna we're gonna end on a little bit of a bad note, and this is just to kind of keep people aware of what's going on out there. Um, the coronavirus pandemic, which has infected more than thirty thousand people in New York City. Oh my gosh! By the way, like New York City, what the devil? Every Damn. movie where that was so ground screwed. zero for everything, it was right. Like it, that Rightfully place. Rightfully so. Yeah. Population density. There's seven million people in that city alone. Probably more. Um, but anyway, 30,000 yeah, people in New York City. It's beginning to take a toll on those who are most needed to combat to combat it. The doctors, nurses, and other workers at the hospital. In emergency rooms and intensive care units, typically dispassionate medical professionals are feeling panicked as increasing numbers of colleagues are getting sick. This is truth. Um, mm-hmm. We have a friend who's a nurse at one of the hospitals around here, and like we're terrified for her uh, because yeah. they're like already prepping for the inevitable need uh, for those extra beds in the hallways and stuff. Like you, Lando, a couple weeks ago, you are telling us Chris's hospital was doing that. And it's not like we know it's likely to happen. We're, we're seeing exponential growth almost in these cases as, as, they, as the weeks wear on. And you get to this point where it's just so many. And without proper protective equipment, you end up doing something that a normal person would do. I mean, my word, we're staying six feet apart. They don't have that luxury. Um, they've got to put on the gloves and put on the garbage bag or whatever they have and the face mask. And um, I just don't think... Jump through the hoops. Yeah, this has just been absolutely insane. These are the bravest human beings like in the world. Like To even see those videos of them like cheering each other on and stuff, you're like, y'all are special. Y'all are yeah. the y'all are and, the the greatest generation equivalent in terms of going in there and getting the job done. And this one hits me really close to home. Chris, for the first time, last her last shift was this past Thursday or Friday, one of those days, and she came home for the first time, truly angry and truly terrified. Yeah, because now she she it's not just the patients that they're seeing coming in, you know. Now the first wave has come in and died, and and they're seeing the second wave. But beyond that, the first group of doctors and nurses and PAs and all these other people have started to get sick. And I I heard another story. One of mine and Chris's very good friends works at her old hospital in Renton, just south of of Seattle. Um, They had a... One of the directors there of their social program and of their counseling program had to stop one of the nursing directors from going into the room of a patient who was actively dying. Just she had to stop that that director from going in just to hold that person's hand while they died, basically, because they don't have enough protective equipment. Yeah. And the unfortunate reality is there's a lot of doctors and nurses that aren't being reported out here that are in the ICU and they're sick and dying. Because that news just simply isn't being sent up the chain to the appropriate people. And the the really shitty part is the fucking president of the United States is intentionally singling out our state and not sending supplies because we didn't follow his rules and bend the knee, so to speak. Which really sucks because our nurses and doctors and pharmacists and PAs and whoever else, they don't have supplies. All, All the hospitals are dry and have been for weeks now. Yeah, it's slowly coming in, but we're on our own out here. It really yeah. sucks. It's, one thing, it's real out here now. 
Yeah. And one thing that, that really is, has made it real are some of the, the first responders and what they're taking pictures of. They're taking pictures of meat trucks that are converted to it's uh, coolers um, with body bags just stacked up in these, in these meat coolers. Um, and, these and, meat and they're having to run them 24-7. Well, and on top of that, think about the families of somebody who's in there. Right, yep. they don't get closure. They don't get. There a are funeral. no funerals. They don't get to, Chris's uncle to do just anything. died. There are no funerals. Um, it's straight to the incinerator, yeah. and that that sucks. But I want you guys to think about this. This is this is really what I've been thinking about lately. I'd like to hear what your perspectives are. When and if, obviously, we do change back to a certain level of normalcy, or or at least re- resume some level of normalcy. What are we going to take away from this experience and how are we actually going to celebrate or, or, or um, mourn the loss of loved ones that we had that were in those bags? Because you're not going to be able to bury them traditionally, right? And so you're going to have to go through that process. And yeah, you're going through this grieving process, but there's no closure associated with that. There's nothing. You're just told that I don't hey, think this person passed away and they're in a, a meat locker over there. I'm sorry. This is the best we could do. And so you've got to deal with that. And coming out of this, you're going to have a real tough time with that. What do, what do you guys yeah. think about that? Chris's uncle, who just died this, well, 12 hours ago, basically, we woke up to the news. Um, Dude, man, he, to unfortunately, straight to, I don't mean to be insensitive, but straight to the incinerator. He's, he's, that is one of, about a thousand people that just died over the past 24 hours he, and chris's uncle used to he lived in connecticut so obviously you know, very close to the new york area that whole area new york massachusetts connecticut there are there's no funerals there are no anything and what really sucks is over the next three four months that things may get back to normal that's three to four months you've you've mourned you've grieved Maybe you store it at that point, but it, the significance of it is lost at that point, I think. That's right. It, this is something that no one, in my opinion, no one was ever really prepared to do. And it's the things like this where I think it's really going to start hitting people. It's it's not not the looking back on it and thinking, oh, hundreds of thousands of people died or hopefully not millions. But it, just the simple fact that I didn't get to say goodbye to somebody. They were dying in an ICU alone. And they got sent straight to an incinerator and tossed into a pile of ashes somewhere in the ocean, a thousand miles away from civilization, just in case. Like, that's kind of how it works. And it really sucks. Yeah. Plagues yeah. and epidemics and pandemics, whatever. They're very impersonal things, I've come to realize. You, and you think about, like, you look back at the pictures of people in 1918 Spanish flu. Like, I mean, you had pictures of those uh, hospitals and, you know, people where they were burying people and all this stuff. And and you look at it, it you're like, hey, so, similar. so many people died or whatever, but we're doing the same thing today. And the crazy thing is you can sit there and be like, you know, I mean, obviously we're, we're going to have moments of people patting themselves on the back that they only lost 200,000 people, uh, which, sadly enough, that is a feat. Um, it's like in a, an epidemic or a pandemic like this, 200,000 people is an insane number, but it's a good number in comparison to what three thirty million or whatever it could yeah. be if we didn't do it. Jack. Um, yeah. but at the same time, that's 200,000 people. Sure. But that's one grandma. That's two yeah. uncles. That's one best and, friend. Yep. Um, yeah. and that's the way you have to look at it in order to keep any sense of humil- humanity nurse. in it. That's a- yeah. factory worker that's a policeman they know whoever sure. well yeah, so griffin actually brings up a really good point in chat he was talking about how 
uh, somebody close to him uh, had passed away a few weeks before all this and they did awake in a graveside ceremony and it really helped him. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe it's, it's, it's a simple fact of encouraging people to do these celebrations and do these ceremonies and, and, and uh, do these wakes and, and try to have a way of connecting people because ultimately that's what we're trying to do is, is, you know, uh, if you can, Washington State is process. not allowing funerals right now. Well, which really well so it's not necessarily the funeral. I, I think what it, what, what we're talking about here is just having some sort of celebration of life, whether it's a wake, yeah. whether it's a funeral, whether it's just a graveside thing where everybody gets together. They could have already been buried or they could have already been cremated. Oh, gotcha. Whatever yeah. it may be, it, it could just they be have, more yeah. of a celebration. They've put out funeral guidelines, which is yeah. really weird. I never thought I would see that in my life. Or, I mean, just, I mean, if it's, funerals are about connection. It's about getting together around an individual to tell stories or to, you know, chat about what they meant to you or whatever. It's, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but like a Zoom conference with all your family members or the family members that were closest to him just to be like, man, let's, let's just take a minute to remember X person. I'm not there. I don't, I have like least experience with grief of probably of anyone here, (laughs) but like, that seems like a thing. That's what we did, man. I've saw most of my relatives yeah. for the past few years because my all my grandparents passed recently. And it's it's like yeah. we got together. I'm like, why do we only see each other when someone dies? And, you know, we chuckle. We're like, yeah, we got to do better. You know, and I, I really do. And, and now it's like, oh, shit, we have to do better. We have to do yeah. better if we want a relationship with anybody. Uh, or want anybody to know? I, I, for instance, um, I was listening to D.L. Hughley, uh, one of the kings of comedy from back in the day. You remember mm-hmm. old D.L. Hughley? But he's talking oh, about yeah. when, Bernie, when Bernie Mac passed. Uh, he was he was talking about people were saying talking about Bernie Mac around him and everything, and he's like, I never told him I loved him, and uh, they were like, Oh, he knows, he knows you loved him, and he's like, No, he doesn't. I never told him, and uh, that hit me real hard at one point. I'm like. I got to tell everybody I love, I love them like today. <laughs> like they need to know. So I love you guys, but you knew that. Hey, already. Steven, I love you, man. <laughs> I love you, yeah. man. Let me bring up the mood a little bit. Let me talk yeah, a little bit again. about science so we can, we can pull up this mood a little bit. I so have any science please, themes, yeah. but here you go. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that we've been talking about here on the show, and it's been in the social uh, uh, conversation is the shortages of masks. And one thing that a company out of Ohio has done named Battelle, uh, I, by the way, I've actually worked with these guys. These guys are Mattel, Battelle, B-A-T-T-E-L-L-E, Battelle, not Patel, Battelle. Um, but they've created a way to uh, decontaminate masks, used masks. And the FDA actually gave them emergency go-ahead to actually utilize this decontamin- te- decontamination technique in the field. Is that baking this- them in the oven? Well, no, actually, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, the system uh, currently operating at Battelle's Ohio facility is capable of processing up to 80,000 masks per machine per day within what looks to be a large metal shipping container. Um, and what they do is they use uh, concentrated hydrogen peroxide vapor. Um, the filters are gassed for two and a half hours, which destroys the bacteria and the viruses and other contaminants. Mm-hmm. And this system can clean N95 masks up to 20 times without degrading its performance. So this could really be a That's boon if they can put these these um, these chambers in. Either That's really hospital. cool. I I see the pictures posted here. Yeah, and here let me quick. Uh, They're just kind of tearing apart uh, container like shipping containers and making 
That's really yep. That's very true. So anyway, guys, stay tuned because in the Renaissance Man section, in just a few minutes, I'm going to give you guys tips to actually make one of these machines at home. Oh, well, let's right. go ahead and do so that. Stay beautiful. tuned. Yeah. Tell you what, that sounds like a perfect segue to me. Okay. <laughs> well, see, so if that ahead. was some good forethought, I'm going to give you some credit there. You know exactly how you transition into the next uh, discussion topic here, and you did it beautifully. Yeah, thank you. So keep thank the you. ball so rolling, baby. If you want to make one of these at home, most do, Americans' yes. home have a, homes have a couple of things. They have a humidifier. If you don't, go Where? get one. They're like thirty bucks. Uh, uh, Bed Bath Beyond. Order it from Amazon if you want. Oh, hold on, generic humidifier. Right? Just, Just a generic okay. off-the-shelf humidifier. Okay, because most of them are the plate time kind, and Making so they create cold vapors <laughs> instead of hot vapors. So you're not worried about heating this stuff up. Most of it's cold vapors. You go to your drugstore and you pick up just three to eight percent hydrogen peroxide. Most Americans home probably have it in their uh, in their um, their bathroom. Now we're talking, yes. So you've got peroxide, this does sound like my American home, and you've got a humidifier. Go into a well ventilated space. Doing the math here. <laughs> yeah. Well ventilated <laughs> space. Don't do it in a closed garage, but put the peroxide into the humidifier. Take a large box or some kind of, of containment unit. Put, and it, put over it right it. over top of it. Yeah. Hang your mask. One of these guys, hang it directly from the box. Close the box up and let the humidifier go for a day. Let it go for a half day. It doesn't matter. The whole point is, is that you're vaporizing hydrogen peroxide. You're putting it in a closed area. You're exposing the mass to the hydrogen peroxide. It will eventually kill the decontamination. De- decontaminate the mask. Hmm. See, now that's a good idea. So, okay. So quick question for you. So obviously this method involves no heat, correct? Um, would there be a method where you could put it in something? Like, could you... Do you have any idea? Wait, could you just stick this thing in an oven instead? Sure, you know, stick if, it in an oven. Stick it in. Well, a so here's what I'm thinking. So, refrigerator. So stick it anywhere that is sealed and closed. So and you're not going to be yes. sucking in. Beautiful. Those so if that's the criteria, I have my big green egg smoker outside. <laughs> so as long as people don't mind a let's say hickory scented <laughs> mask, right? Which could also help depending on what circumstances you're getting yourself into. Hey, right. there we go. Two birds in one stone. <laughs> there you go. I'm so go make a decontamination. If you are going to go out in these nine guys, hours, try to decontaminate them every once in a while. I'm not saying every time you go out, you need to do this, but it might be an idea if you've got the opportunity to do this and you have the right materials, a humidifier, an enclosed space, hydrogen peroxide, decontaminate it. I like Thank it. you for that, Jacob. That was actually yeah. a really useful uh, DIY Renaissance man story for us this week. And that's something that is actionable now. Uh, if you That's have right, the baby. if you have the stuff, we have two humidifiers in our house. Could easily mm-hmm. do what you suggest. We don't have any masks, but we do. Have I'm bringing masks. you over masks on Saturday. <laughs> You're halfway there. <laughs> I actually want to ask a quick question about the mask, and hopefully it doesn't derail us too much. But so the World Health Organization is sketchy on masks and whether people that are healthy should wear them. They actually put out a report this week that said don't do it, and then the CDC is mulling telling you to do it. Who's yep. right, Jacob? Uh, go with the CDC on this one, guys. Go with if you're going to wear a mask, try, if you have the opportunity to wear a mask and you're going to be in, in close proximity to other people, it's never a bad idea to wear one. Okay. 
fair enough. I the just wanted to make sure I understood ca- it. The only caveat I want to mention there is most uh, in the Northwest, at least, there is still a massive shortage of masks. Absolutely. Hold on. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> if you have masks available, sure, wear them. But don't go out buying them and taking them from resources that need them. That's the only thing. Thank yes, you. Masks. 100% landed. Don't go out and buy buy them. Don't. If you have some, if you have a buddy of yours that has some, uh, yeah, sure. Wear them at that point. Because, I mean, this is just a mask that I've used whenever I was either spraying, I don't know, weeds or painting the house or something. And I just had it to to keep myself protected from vapors. Um, so, yeah, yeah, these are are things that I've had around the house I, for all my life. I don't even remember the last time I bought these guys. I've just <laughs> had them for so long. Yeah, but don't go out so, and buy them. You're 100 right. There are professionals that need them right now. Let them have access. Right. So my other one of my other topics I wanted to mention, and I, I think this is good, really going to be huge in the future, is homemade masks. You know, obviously we, we are seeing that already. We are seeing plenty of That's people right. crocheting, knitting, you know, whatever, making 3D printing. But, <laughs> yes, yeah. all, all of these things. Yeah. So I see it going a step further. So, you know, Helen, if anybody's not familiar with Star Wars, uh, the TV show, The Mandalorian, that came out a few months ago. First off, idea being that this group of badasses, they have a suit of armor, a helmet, whatever they wear, basically at all times. And suddenly I'm realizing that may not be a bad idea. You know, they've got this amazing futuristic filtration system. They can walk into any sort of environment in whatever planet they're on. If there are toxins, they get filtered out. If they need oxygen, their system supplies it, you know, whatever. So going forward, I think this is going to be the beginning of a, let's call it, mask renaissance or something like that, where you see not not just in 95 masks, you know, medical masks, but you see people taking those and adapting them to be kind of cool. So you know, if I like build a steampunky or something like that, foam Mandalorian helmet and shove an N95 mask in there, that will be. I will buy forward. it for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yes, send oh. that to me right now. The first person that does that will get money from me. I promise you. So all that, these that is my so my new post plague world whatever society dream is that we all come out of this wearing like capes and fucking masks and stuff <laughs> and we're back to the middle ages not not for bad ways though you know good good reasons you know and we preserve privacy like all sorts of, of little victories <laughs> are just right around the corner here and i cannot wait <laughs> take that facial recognition technology see you big That's brother right, baby <laughs> I'm I'm thinking, you know, the gladiator mask, take that, put an N95 in it, and you're good. <laughs> like, or those giant, like, uh, like uh, French uh, doctor mask with a big beak. Oh, on yeah, it. the plague mask. Yeah, the, the plague mask. That's just yeah, one giant beak. filter, yeah. Yeah, a big beak with a big old N95 on it. Now you know why they wore them. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby. It makes sense. It's to keep your distance. <laughs> like, if, don't get so close that my beak touches your face. If I if I look left and right and I smack your face with my beak, (laughs) you're too too close. close. (laughs) Very good. I love it. I love it. All right, man. Uh, So crystal ball time. Life changes and predictions. I've already talked a little bit. You just heard my prediction. (laughs) 
talked the a little bit are in about how how my life changed earlier uh in our conversation we kind of roundtabled that at the beginning how is it changing for the future dude i don't know i think i'm gonna work from home all the time i think this is just my <laughs> life is now. The new reality. i think like i have a desk at work i used to be able to go to it I'm learning how to work from home. I'm adapting. They're always asking people for Everyone space. Is. Yeah. Uh, at, and I don't know why I would drive anymore. Like, and also in top and to, to just kind of tag onto that, I don't know that I need a car. Um, I mean, granted we've been doing a lot less going out, but really at the end of the day, I could kind of Uber wherever I need to Down go the in the people. event that the white car is in use and I need to go somewhere. Um, it's just seeming less necessary to have a car outside of the one family car, you know, like that just seems kind of like all I really need. Um, so real quick, quick question for you. How often do you walk to the grocery store? Cause I know you live like literally across the street. Never. How often do you walk? Never. You could, but if I had a bike with a basket on it, I might consider it. I could get to the grocery store in 12 minutes from my house like i could walk there in 12 minutes i walked to there's an auto shop i had the car in at one point i walked to get my car and it's no more than 10 minutes away i could get there in, in 12 piece of cake but i would have to carry it all back so like unless i plan to park my wheelbarrow out front uh i'm probably not going to be doing that unless i just need something but a bike would be cool i could do that so i i live what maybe a three quarters of a mile at most maybe a half mile away from trader joe's yeah um so i just put on a backpack every once in a while we've actually walked it several times when the evenings are nice and just walk yeah. over there and grab whatever we need and walk back so yeah i mean i don't think that i could ever do that though because i i need a, i live you way too far truck. away from my work and yeah i need to move people apparently yeah, you're a truck guy. I mean, if I had a truck, right. you know, if I could get a truck, maybe. But even then, I would want it to be like that. I need to go to the dump truck, not necessarily. You, you need to get yourself an old F two fifty like I've got. Yes, yeah, I want baby. an old like an Raptor, old diesel. <laughs> I that that's what I want. That's not what I've got. <laughs> I get like an trust old, me, they're very different types of trucks. Yeah, I could get like a, a two thousand Toyota Tacoma that would go. You know, yeah. there's still plenty of those rolling around. But anyway. Uh, sharing a prediction, man. Yeah, what's your I, prediction? I wish I had a prediction this to today. I don't really have one. I sat and kind of thought about it and thought about it, but clearly my imagination sucks, uh, and I couldn't come up with one today. I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm real quick, I empty. think we're hitting the point where we're tired of trying to make predictions. You know, <laughs> not not that we don't to some extent, but now we just we're, yeah. we're so used to living months ahead, where we're trying to figure out when and where this thing's going to end. That I a lot of my friends and I have been talking now. It's just kind of saturation. We we hit our limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. that I have another prediction in me. If you don't have a prediction, that's okay. I just want there it to go. be over uh, and then be yeah. be moving on. But I don't I don't know that that's the case. I have a I feeling we're going to be on. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to be doing a few more of these podcasts, Stephen. Oh uh, yeah, this is a long term show, you guys. Uh, we yeah. we can we can hope oh, yeah. that it ends and we don't need it anymore. But I think. I think we're gonna we're gonna continue. This to is have the new reality. The next year yeah. or so. So the 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 one thing I think that's that's important when it comes to prediction is we're a two week news cycle society, and this is gonna exceed that by a lot. And you don't go two weeks. You do, and you forget about it. You go back to what you're doing. Six two months. Two weeks is such a long time. <laughs> six six months. Man. Once you're once you're into six month territory of a news cycle, and and like that's culture changing. Um, that kind yeah. of thing. 
do do handshakes come back? I don't. Okay, here's a prediction: handshakes gone. Uh, you don't do them anymore. We, for one thing, culturally we do it, but we only do it to prove that I'm not going to stab you because my sword arm is in use when I meet you right. <laughs> by shaking my hand. That's a stupid I reason have to no hold gun hands. In my hand. Right. That's, right. That's a stupid reason to hold hands. I'm not the, a threat to you. I'm not the, a danger. Yeah. The Japanese have been bowing for years because they know better than us. They're smarter. I could see a hat tip become. <laughs> yeah, the don't thing. touch me. Um, that like there's got top of the day to you, sir. Yeah, Dude, I would hat tip uh, all day. If by the way, if hats come back because we are required to hat tip to greet people, I will be the happiest person in the world because I will be wearing my hats all day, every day, all the time. Yeah. The door is left. Hats right. are going to come back because you don't want someone to die above you, take you out with them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Anyway, that's it for me. Jacob. All right, my crystal ball, my crystal ball. So uh, my life this week, how did it change? Well, I mentioned earlier, I'm really starting to get used to my new normal which is kind of scary. Um, I'm getting into the groove of working from home a little bit. I'm starting to work a little bit more and be more successful at it. And the reason why is actually video conferencing. We have made a pact within our organization to video conference wherever possible. It doesn't matter if the meeting's at 8 a.m. or whether the meeting's at 5 p.m. You and every other country in the world. I know. I company. Uh, well, so before, we were just making phone calls, and phone calls were not working very well. But I got to tell you, video conferencing has changed the way I work at home because all of a sudden I'm more engaged with people. I can see the the inflections in their voice when they're making transitions, when they're not making transitions, when they're done talking. All of a sudden, it's completely changed my communication. And so the way my life changes week, I was actually more effective at work this week. So I actually put in a lot of hours this week. First, huh? Nice. Well, nice. since working from home, guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, how our life is changing for the future. So uh, this this actually might raise a few questions or, or at least commentary because, um, you know, small business grants were, were approved last week by the government and the government said, well, you know, here's here's going to be some money to to help you guys through. But is it going to be too little too late? And the points I really want to make here is these people are going to have to pay rent. They're not going to be re- rehiring their employees to sit there and not do anything. They're going to be trying to keep the lights on in the place so that maybe when this blows exists. over. Yeah, so that maybe when this blows over, um, they can they can reopen the doors. And the second point I want to try to make here is, after this is over, what is our landscape going to look like? We've got a little burger place just right up the road. It's a family-owned burger place. It's called Corbett's. It's one of the best burger places in this state. It is delicious. They're a family-owned restaurant, and they've closed their doors. And I don't know if they're ever going to reopen their doors at this point. I just don't know. Or what about the local theaters, the the Cary Theater that shows off-the-wall movies, or Stephen, the place where we went and saw Jay and Silent Bob, the Durham yeah. Theater, or the Carolina Theater, or whatever it was. Carolina Are they theater, ever going to be yeah. able to recover from this? Because these stimulus checks, while they may help, Number one, it's it's really too little too late. But number two, how many rounds of stimulus checks are going to be required to actually keep these businesses afloat? You're talking trillions of dollars. I've got bad news effect. for you. It's going to be yeah. more than one. And I'll tell you one thing. I, I don't mean to take the mic over, but I was thinking about this today. Those poor engineers who have been sitting there watching the TV as people say, we're going to have a website for you to go get your stimulus check from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh god oh those poor people <laughs> let, let me Not just go that, google that and make one 
We're going to protect your identity uh, while you sign into this website. We're going to give you multiple options for submitting your paperwork as well as where to get your check from. The mythical man month is going to come up because somebody's going to say, I've got 50 of the world's best engineers on this. And you're going to somehow think that that means a a six-month project turned into a one-month project. And that's not how it works. Um, That means you've got 47 engineers browsing Reddit and three of them doing the work. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean... (laughs) In one compiling. The rest yeah. of them doing sprint planning. Yeah, the rest of them sprint planning. Like, that's not how this works. Anyway, I didn't mean to steal it. I just want my no, heart no, to go no, out. You're fine. Should any of those engineers but, uh, be watching? Yeah, those those are the things that I'm thinking about, about how our life is going to change for the future. And I, I really don't know. Um, this is These are all just questions that I'm asking. And hopefully it gets you guys thinking about not only what you're doing, but how you're supporting them. I like Stephen going to Highway 55 and trying to trying to give them a few bucks, so maybe they'll they'll stay open. I, you know, I don't know what the right answer is, but our landscape's going to change. And speaking of our landscape, my prediction: social distancing is here to stay for the for the foreseeable future. And what I'm interested indefinitely. to see, well, yeah, maybe indefinitely. It may be a long time before we actually get to a point where we're not so. Distancing. That's the um, definition of indefinite. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> well, I don't think it's indefinite. Indeterminate, think, no, indefinite. Indeterminate is better. Indeterminate amount of time. I feel like it's in. It's not indefinite. It's indefinite. Yeah. It's whenever there's a. I'm sorry. I'm being tested. Deployed vaccine. This is all I've got. When when we're going to start trying to remove some of those barriers? But what does that look like for schools? What does that look like for entertainment venues? What does that look like for cinemas? What does that look like for conferences? Dragon Con. What does that look like? Schools are going to stay remote, Jacob. Like we, so Sam's going to that. This school. is the new normal. Sam's going to 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 a school next year, and we've already been emailed. Like they're like we've pioneered it for the independent, like private school area of of this state or whatever, and they're using them as a model for virtual classroom for the rest of these, you know, private schools throughout the the state of North Carolina because they figured it out and they're like we're do- we're loving it so far it's working the teachers are getting to see their students the students are getting to see their teachers plus what no I'm not going to steal your prediction I'm going to sit on it <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I think <laughs> but no, I, I don't know what the prediction is. I, I just I I want to think about it because I'm I'm encouraging people to say okay, what does this look like? Is it back to normal are we just going to say okay well you know now that we found a vaccine everybody's good we're just going to go back to our our class sizes of 35 for one teacher and call it a day or are we going to go back to dragon con that has a hundred thousand people crammed in four hotels in the one city street block right what's yeah so uh, yeah what does that look like to you guys i, I don't know you're going to go to any school in the country you want to go to that's it you pick that any is school the dream you want. You pick any school. Wake County school sucks. You pick freaking virtual classroom out of New York City, and you do or or some other Berkeley. I mean, you send your kindergartner to school in Idaho if it's the right school for them, and it's all yeah. virtual. And uh, I don't know what this does to society as a whole. Well, Griffin and, and Erasmus are bringing up really good points in the chat, and they're saying, "Look, our infrastructure is not ready to oh, handle no. virtual classrooms. No, it's just not ready." And and I agree with them, but at the same time. What's going to happen in August if we're still doing the social distancing experiment? Oh, and it's still going to be happening. I promise you. The the infrastructure in terms of telecommunications is about going to be where power is today. The power grid in America is just balls. Like, it's not a functional 
thing. It's it's messy. It gets turned off here and there just so other places can get power. We're using more of it than we ever planned. The internet's the same way. We're using more hey, internet than right we Hey, not right now. We're planned. not. Everything's shut down. Well, well <laughs> yes, true. we are using more internet than we ever planned. This yeah. is Black Friday every day, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. People are scaling, but I mean... How far do you see? We're lucky have- we're even doing this show and streaming right now. I don't know. You know, people are streaming everything. Freaking Steve. Are you losing packets over there, by the way? Zero percent packet loss. None. Not a single packet dropped. It, but yeah, it's like, good today. Steam, for instance, is has gone to a, if you haven't played the game in three days, we're not going to automatically update it. They're only automatically updating games wow. that have been paid in the last three days just because of that bandwidth savings. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway. Lando, what you got? So, let's see. Where do I start? So, I tell you, I'm not going to do too much about... Uh, it's definitely going to be very crystal ball tonight. I'm not going to do too much about how my life has changed. I think we've already covered that a lot. I will say it's been very sober. I, I keep saying every week it's been sobering, but it, it, it's just different. Every week it's a, it's a deeper layer, really. Like I said, my uh, Chris's last shift on Thursday or Friday or whenever she worked last... You know, she came back truly scared, finally. And I wondered if that would happen. But I will say, now that I saw her finally admit, really, that, you know, she was truly terrified just of what this virus was doing, or capable of, at least. I will say, that that was kind of jarring. That was kind of eye-opening, too. You know, the strongest person I know basically just said, it's a toss-up. You know, if you get it, if you don't get it, if you get really sick, if you don't get really sick. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of things that make you more likely or not as likely to get sick. But at the same time, the cases we've been seeing or out here or lately, last few weeks, but over the past week, it's everybody. There's no specific age bracket. There's no specific limitation, you know, whatever. It's just, it's hitting a lot of people from every category. So that's all said and done, blah, 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 you know, we're all dying, whatever. So as for my predictions for the future, those are a lot more fun. So (laughs) I definitely agree that social distancing is here to stay. I think that's absolutely the new normal. It's going to have to be. And the unfortunate reality is, is within the United States, I should say, the rest of the world, I'm sure, will take this in much better stride i think you're going to see europe get back to normal way more than excuse me way earlier than you ever see the u.s get back to normal it's really just that simple we our country is so big and our response has been so neutered to it that there's just going to be wave after wave that goes back and forth across the country i think at least until some sort of vaccine is developed and at that point who knows how much time will have been wasted and how long that will have taken. So again, not nearly as much fun as looking at other predictions like I you know, work from home. I think that is absolutely the new normal. There's no reason that most people working most ordinary jobs, let's say, shouldn't be able to do their shit from home. Like it's the 21st century. Everybody that's ever worked remote at any point in their life until now is looking around being like, oh, hey, the, the rest of the world is catching up to what we've been doing. Cool. You know, we'll, we'll show other people how it works. We'll, we'll give them our advice and recommendations. You know, everyone remembers their first time working remotely. Mine was a little over a decade ago. <laughs> so 
Well, and, and it's kind of funny. I two weeks ago, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people are even still getting prepared for it. You know, it, it's going to take time. But I think the really interesting thing is back when techno, at least when I was younger, back when I feel like the internet, let's say, was really getting big and popular. That era between the late nineties, mid two thousands, where everybody explored it to some extent. You know, at least by then, everybody knew about it. And I feel like that five, seven-ish year time period where this thing existed and got popular, I feel like that's all being crammed into that same type of technological advancement is getting crammed into like a kind of week-by-week schedule of like all of a sudden these people that normally do not give a shit about technology are like, oh my God, what is it and how does it work? And then they're forming their own opinions on it and, and, and trying to give recommendations. It's like, first off, that's cool. You know, I'm glad people are getting involved. But then it's just like, man, it, that that aspect of it, too, is just fascinating to see how people are just desperate to figure out some sort of solution that does not involve being around other people. The most technologically illiterate people that I've ever met have all been like, Hell yeah, let's go do a remote meeting. <laughs> I'll FaceTime you or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? So that, again, that gives me a lot of hope. And, and, but I, do, I don't think that's going away. I think they're, sadly, this is a very US-specific thing. I think our population is largely old enough and unhealthy enough that most people... This is going to be kind of sad. I don't think a lot of our older people will ever be going out and socializing again. I'm I'm just gonna say it. I think that the era where most older, elderly, less healthy people could, you know, pretty much live normal lives. I, I think that ended pretty much overnight. I think a lot of people are gonna be lucky to ever see that sort of socialization again. I, I don't think I necessarily have that same sort of long-term negative outlook for our generation. But I do see this lasting multiple years. I don't think we're correction, with the exception of, of a vaccine being developed very quickly. If that's the case, hey, we're good. Life's back to normal in however many weeks or months. Or is it? I, I think a lot of the things we're seeing are going to be just changes. The internet's not going away. And if anything, it just proved itself the most valuable asset humanity has. Yep. So I think that will just usher in a new era of internet use and, and automation and all sorts of things that rely on technology to accomplish human functions. I think it's that simple. I think it's really just accelerated, for better or worse, accelerated humanity's technological roadmap. I think, which will be cool. Who knows? I like that. That's you a whole said other that. can of worms. <laughs> I like that you said that. But when you talk about the old people, this is they they don't get it's, to go out anymore. It's heartbreaking because Sam facetimes his grandmother every yeah. morning. Yep. And that is breaking my heart because they have had such a wonderful relationship together, like hanging out and playing with Play-Doh. Like he plays with his Play-Doh in front of FaceTime yeah. camera. And it's it's killing me. And like you say that, like that's going to be not I'm not blaming you for this, this making me sad. But it's like it's like Jacob's about to have a new kid. The, yeah. who, who when are they ever going to be meet able her? to and where am I going to be able to meet him? Like it's yeah. I'm going to come over to your house and stand outside the sunroom and be like, look, a baby. Well, 
Tell you what, I, now, the one thing I will say, I don't see, I, I have seen a lot of small groups popping up over the past month. I, yeah. I don't think you're going to see that changing. You, you, for better or for worse, you and Stephanie and uh, Sam are going to be able to go over and play with Jacob and Ashley and their, has the name been determined yet? I, I apologize for not knowing. Tater tot. Just call him tater tot. We're good there. there yeah. Tater tot. You're, you all were, are going to, it, it may take a little, but you all will be able to go play and hang out probably pretty normally, at least for some amount of time. But yeah. Maybe until you're both, all of you get collectively older. Yeah. Again, I think that's far enough. I, I can't say that this is going to be some really long-term thing where society changes indefinitely and nothing ever returns, you know, but I do think this will be at least a year or two i this this is this is wild i don't know i i just don't know what to think i i never thought i would have to consider these sorts of questions or scenarios i don't know it's just still bizarre it's just weird to think about yeah and and monkey benitas in the chat actually says you know makes it makes you wonder when you're going to see your parents again i know that uh ashley's in laws part live right up the road and we drop off groceries for them once a week or supplies yeah. for them once a week and we put them in their garage and we wave to them from from afar and we tell yeah. them here's a box of disinfectant wipes wipe everything down before you bring it in your house yeah. and then i turn around and walk away and i can't actually have a conversation with them i can't love on them the way you know we used to we can't do any you of that can't I mean, be normal can't. yeah so and yeah sucks. that's the part Monkey, that really i'm right sucks. there with you man it's it yeah. sucks dude it really sucks yeah yeah and my parents live in Florida. Yeah, like your land and your parents live across the country. Like, and I know. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll be on. I, I I know they listen to the show, and I'll, it it terrifies me that I may not see them again. And I'll be that is a thought that's occurred. <clears throat> yeah, and I, but I'll be. I don't think that's. I don't think I'm the only person that's thought that. Yeah. I mean, the reality is at this point, I think everybody in the country is questioning: Am I going to see X Y Z person again? You know, especially mm-hmm. if it's somebody that doesn't necessarily live close to them or you know just they you know then again the one thing i will say before now sam would have never grown up being able to have just facetimed his right. grandma oh, you yeah. know yeah. that's so cool it's- honestly when you were saying that i was just like wow like if i was a kid the very idea of that like if my mom was out working and i could have just facetimed her like what the hell that would have been so cool you know yeah. No, so you're that, right, that yeah. and that gives me hope too. Technology may actually save us in the end. Who knows? Yeah. But I think sure. this will determine where our society goes in the long run. I think we're we're at a, a juncture. Well, we'll speaking see. of uh, speaking of technology saving us, you can save staring at goats by emailing us your thoughts, stories, uh, ideas. I know we've we've seen some very very cool comments come through the chat this evening, and I would love to get those in an email. How you feel, what you're thinking in terms of oh, your own yes. predictions, uh, particularly around this. like if you have any scientific things that you want to talk about regarding like the vaccines yeah. or um, interesting strategies you think you might have. Like this is all pie in the sky in a lot of ways. I would love to if see more. If you're a cannabis farmer, please call us. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, yeah, that's if, if you want to learn something more about about something, whether it's the vaccine or whether it's about how yeah, the virus started. Or, yeah. I don't care what it is. If you want to learn something Tell more about it, I'm answers. more than happy to to jump on it. Yeah, Jacob. I am autistic. Jacob is I will our, do research. <laughs> Jacob is our resident actual scientist. 
Uh, I'm just an idiot who knows how to stream, and Landon likes to think <laughs> pie in the sky. Thoughts. I'm just the idiot with a doctor wife, so. <laughs> yeah, so we're all pretty well rounded here. Uh, so send those emails to staring at goats podcast at gmail.com. If you use the Anchor app to listen to the show, which is a really great way to do it, uh, you can download that on Android or iOS, follow the show on there, and you can call us and leave us a voicemail, which we can play on the show. Uh, either the beginning or the end, or we can cover it in the middle. We'll find a way to figure that out, but you can use that call-in feature. It would be really great. If you don't use the Anchor app, you can just send us an MP3 if you want to be heard, and we'll get that all bottled up and put into the show. Questions, comments, those kinds of things. I would really love this to be a two-way street. You get to watch TV all day, and it just talks at you. We would like to talk with you. Um, TV will talk back. Yeah, we're the TV that talks back. So uh, get on, get in on that and uh, send us that email, staring at goats at uh, staring at goats podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our account on Twitter, staring underscore goats. Uh, so follow us there. I need to do uh, that more. Yeah, we need to figure out what our Twitter's for and get in on it, do some polls and stuff. Uh, as we're navigating just the early days of this podcast, just to help us with any suggestions, thoughts, reviews, feedback uh, would be great. We can take it. Give us give us your worst, uh, but also give us your best. Some of us can take it. <laughs> give us your best by putting uh, five stars on any of the podcast service you use. We're still waiting for Apple Podcast and, and Overcast to get us into their directories. I don't know why time. Apple's taking so long, but it's taking forever. <laughs> they uh, got nothing better to do. <laughs> what are they doing? They're in, uh, but we're in Spotify. We're in Google Play. We're in all the pla- other places you can get us, and the Anchor app, of course. And we'll provide the RSS feed if you want that. You can plug it into any of your podcatchers and get it that way just manually. Uh, if you enjoyed the content you got, you can always throw us a tip. That would be really appreciated. Tudorks.net slash tip. Just a couple bucks to say you had fun. Uh, if you want to support us long-term, patreon.com slash dorks is a place to do that uh, where you can just get it taken out of your account every month, just like your rent, uh, which is scary. So do you know what? If you're struggling, just like your don't computer, us, just don't like your somebody. phone. Yeah, it'll just come Put out. Subscribe like every other important thing in your life. Yeah, just think about it as a you're throwing a tip in the jar without having to think about it. Uh, but anyway, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for hanging with us. It was huge chat uh, today. Lots of people talking, and I love that. That makes us yeah, super been happy. Great. It's been super fun. So thank you, and we'll see you next time here on Staring at Goats. Hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, wait, hold wait, on. Wait, wait. So okay. we didn't do a show open or a show outro. So tell you what, I'm going to take us out. Do it. So thank you all for joining us tonight. And just a quick recap. Excuse me. <clears throat> just a quick recap. <laughs> so there's a global pandemic and a virus sweeping across our world. And almost overnight, society has changed. Now we're all forced into isolation. And suddenly, we all have a lot more free time on our hands to think about all sorts of things. Will my family survive? Which pet do I eat first? <laughs> Will I ever see the outside again? And as I'm sure you have seen from our discussions tonight, if you haven't considered these questions yet, you will soon, amongst other things. And the good news is that we'll have plenty of time to occupy our minds with these and many other questions. And we'll be here with you, guiding you on your personal journey through this descent into chaos. So thank you for joining us at Staring at Goats. Bad. 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 Bad.